Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello everyone, welcome to our second episode of the Beloved Sun Ministry Show. I'm Philip, and we have Ed, and we're so happy that you're here to join us. Um, it's the fourth week of Easter, and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been interesting. So Ed, how was your week? Uh, well, finished up with some finals this week, so my first year is now technically in the books, which definitely not a bad thing. Um, also allowed me to get back into the groove of doing some reading, catching up on some movies or TV shows that I've been wanting to see, and uh, of course, uh, focusing more on my prayer life now that the stress of schoolwork is behind me. And uh, yeah, you know, just taking things day by day the best you can with this pandemic. What about you? How's your week been going? My week's been crazy. <laughs> I had papers upon papers, finals upon finals, but I'm done. I am done and I am happy. Thanks be to God. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you could say that again. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week. Uh, a bit stressful because with everything, it's, it's sort of like crunch time, but but all in all, it was a, uh, it was good, you know. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I cut my own hair. I shave, <laughs> I shave my sides. I mean, I know the folks can't see it here, but, um, but, but I cut my own hair for the first time. The first time in my life, I cut my own hair, and I think I did a pretty okay job. So, you know. You definitely have it a little bit more difficult yeah. than me. I just have to take a buzzer to my hair, and <laughs> that's it. You got to do it up a little bit. But hey, I just took a scissors and I just you know, trim a little bit of hair, trim a little bit of hair, looks short enough, and then and then call it a day. So it's amazing. It's like you have your barber's license. I tell you, it came out good. Good. Well, hopefully I won't have to use that skill anymore because hopefully things will start opening up. But I know that's just wishful thinking. But anyways, um, speaking of this week, as we mentioned before, it. Um, the fourth Sunday of Easter that we, you know, experienced just a few days ago was called the Good Shepherd Sunday. And also the readings during the week in the gospel also talks about Jesus as our shepherd and that he is the gate and that he, you know, will lead us to the Father. And so, you know, this this theme of, of our Lord being the shepherd, of him being, you know, the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can go to the Father except through Him, you know, really brings us back to the point when last week we talked about, um, towards the end, that we'll get into the topic of, you know, isolation versus solitude, that, that we've heard so much about, you know, the government, you know, and all that saying, you know, self-isolation, you know, you must self-isolate, you, you must quarantine, and, and, you know, but, but, you know, with, with that, there's a, there's a temptation to, to, you know, link that with, you know, being alone and loneliness. And, and so perhaps we can have a little, little discussion on, on, on what self-isolation perhaps could really mean um, for us Christians. So, any thoughts, Ed? There's, there's definitely, uh, I would say pros and cons to the self-isolation. Um, you know, one thing that I read so much on Facebook, 
uh, not saying that it's true, not saying that it's false, but so many people are caught up in the day-to-day life that they don't have this time to take a step back and build a relationship with God and kind of really focus on the things that are important in life. Um, especially people that work in these cities, it's just constant go, go, go. So in that sense, I mean, the isolation definitely helps you refocus your priorities and grow closer to God spiritually. Um, especially if you're somebody who lives alone, because if you're in a family, there's probably not too much alone time, but, um, but then on the other end, uh, it could be difficult to deal with because we're not wired to be alone. We are social beings. So I think there's finding that balance. Um, Obviously it's not feasible to pray for 18 hours straight, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. You have to also find some type of useful activity. I would say that keeps your mind going when you're not praying. Um, I can tell you from experience, I found out the first like four or five days, I was just watching movies and TV and it just felt like my brain was going to mush. Like, so once you start reading though, or just doing something productive, um, it could help carry you through. But like I said, it's, it's finding a balance for sure. It's got its pros and cons. Um, I don't know, is that what your thoughts are on how isolation would be? Well, I mean, now, when you hear the word isolation, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Being alone. Being alone. And, and like, I, you know, I, I guess for me, when I hear the word isolation, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, you, it, it's sort of like you're, you're putting yourself in a room, locking yourself in and, and then saying bye to the outside world. And 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 then falling in, in into the trap of of being alone, right? And in, in this um, cycle of alone um, loneliness, and and I think there is a temptation there because I think when we feel that we're by ourselves and and we're alone, you know, it, it, it's you know there is that's there is a, a temptation to fall into depression. Now I'm not saying clinical depression but but perhaps you know being down or or um or just having a a a mood that is sort of like no you know i don't know and but but as christians you know we know that we're really not alone right because even if we're in a room by ourselves now like how i am now um because ed's you know in his uh, rectory and I'm in mine. We're talking via the um, a the the um, internet. Yet we know we're not alone because there's a difference between isolation and solitude or even aloneness. Right now, let me give a quick um, disclaimer. Right, I am not. You know all the views and all things all the things that, that i say are my own views they're not i i do not represent the church i do not represent the the arsaces proper you know everything that i say is my views and mine alone um but um but i will try my best to keep it in, in, in line right with with church teaching but um you know as as, as christians you know we're often told that we are people of hope. We are people of the resurrection. And that, you know, we're, we're, we're never really alone, right? And I think it's, it's very good that this week was, you know, all about, all about the good shepherd, all about um, being led and all about um, our Lord telling us that he, he is our light. And and because he is our light, we 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 do not need to remain in darkness. And I think it, it came at a very, you know, providential time be, because I think in, in in the midst of this self isolation and, and this quarantine, we can very much feel that we're in a darkness. We can very much feel that you know 
I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't know. And, and then there, there, there begins to be this hopelessness and this despair. But, you know, God in his infinite wisdom and, you know, had this week, you know, uh, our, our Lord saying, you know, I came into the world as light. So that those who are in darkness do not need to remain in darkness. And, and I, but yeah, no, so, so, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, I, I just think that's, that was very neat how, how like eight, eight weeks in, I guess, eight weeks into lockdown or seven weeks, I don't know, um, when, when it's sort of like, there's this breaking point, like we, we're either going crazy because we're stuck at home and, 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 and there's like, there seems to be no way out or there seems to be, it's never ending. You know, our, our, our Lord comes to us and, and say, look, I am your light. I am your hope. I am your way. And it's sort of like, it, it just gives us a little nudge of, of, of encouragement. I don't know. What do you think, Ed? Yeah. Um, now I'm going to just say, cause uh, I'm sure there's people that feel this way and I'm going to see what your views are. Obviously as a Christian, um, you know, that God's always with you, that you always have Christ with you, but also on a human level you realize that knowing that and even feeling god's presence with you does not suffice for the human interaction the feelings that you know just the feelings that we get naturally when we're with other human beings so i don't know what your thoughts would be on that where yes you know we know that christ is with us we don't deny that we love that our prayer life's great, but we're still in that state of loneliness of um, or the our prayer life is not on top of it in a state of desolation. So where would you or what would you say to encourage people with that? I mean, I think this is a new. I mean, if you think about it, you know in in the creation story, Adam, he was alone. He's like, you know what? I don't know, God, there is this maybe this dog this cat you know this tree they're all good but but i haven't found someone that is like someone i can really be with or someone that i can or some creation that that makes me feel like wow you know it's you're just like me and so i don't think you know that feeling is is any new but you know there's um on a human level and i think that's why our lord you know gave us family Right, we have family, we have friends, and and yes, we can't go out. I mean, I, I mean, I must go out. You know, I, I um, I will usually meet up with some of my you know high school buddies, you know, down in Chinatown, right? And so, okay, I'll meet you in Chinatown at you know seven o'clock or something, and then we'll grab a drink and then we'll talk. And so we we couldn't do that, and and I find myself, you know, like a bit a bit more disconnected with them. I, I, and I found myself not really talking with them as much, even through text. And so, you know, I told myself, you know, I have to be more intentional about that. And so I, you know, I text my friends and, and, and so I, I, I think, um, on a human level, of course, you know, we're made for intimacy. We're made, um, for, for social, um, um, you know, I mean, we're social beings, right? That's why we we have the emotions and we have um, language, and so I don't think isolation means to show yourself off. But you know, yeah, yes, we can't go out, but we have phones, right? We have you know the internet. I mean, granted, not not everyone has these means, but. But I mean, and I think that's why it's so important that we're still allowed to go to the to the grocery store because sometimes just being in the presence of someone else is sort of sort of you know alleviates a little bit uh, of that of that um, uh, loneliness. So, um, it yeah, does, so and I mean, I mean, I know for me, uh, just another great thing is even if you you don't go to the grocery store, um, just going for a ride. And just how, how did I, I explain it the other day? Just to get yourself out of your head, 
because I feel like a lot of times, especially in situations like this, you can get inside your own head. And I get tired of hearing myself talk. So, you know, going for a ride, just listening to music, especially on nice days with, you know, put the windows down. Um, just something to clear your mind and just fresh air so much has helped me. Um, again, does it at all make up for the lack of people that I see? No, but, you know, there's only so much we can do. You just really, at some point, you got to just tough it out and kind of just get yourself through it until you can start seeing others again. Yeah, and I think, you know, this, you know, and so this leads us to a perfect point to, to, to take a quick break. But when we come back, um, it's sort of that, yes, you know, when when we're all up in our heads and, you know, that that's perhaps it's it's an imitation from our Lord to say, okay, you know, you feel all this. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to turn inward and and keep facing your own um, loneliness or, or are you going to accept the invitation right? and even the challenge to, to, okay, so now do I, you know, or do I turn to the Lord? Do, do I turn to the Father? Do I turn to others? Because I think with isolation, we can easily just turn inward, right? And, but, but perhaps it's, it's an invitation for us to, to go um, deeper into a really unique friendship, a very unique bond. And that is our rapport with the Father. We'll be, um, we'll be right back. and we're back um so yeah so we left off on um perhaps it's it's an invitation for us to to grow deeper in in the friendship that that is very different from let's say the friendships we have with our buddies or our colleagues or or classmates or even our families but rather this is a relationship that that really should be at the center, right? That 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 our relationship with God should really um, flow into our friendships. Should flow into how we interact with other people. And so perhaps maybe if we are not um, okay with this um, aloneness, maybe it's because we're not sure where we are with God. Maybe, you know, we, we, you know, we say our prayers, we go to mass or we go to service or whatever it is. Um, but maybe we haven't spoken to him or listened to him for a while. And maybe that is what our Lord might be trying to invite us into is, is this deeper, deeper friendship with him. Because as Christians, we, we know that it is friendship with God that will get us through um, everything. And again, our, our Lord said that I am the way and the truth and the life. That he's the way, right? Not, not any clubs, not any um, groups, not any um, social you know, gatherings or groups, but it, it, it's him. He is the way. And then there's that call, right? No one can go to the Father except through me. And so if we really want to have that full life, to have that life that is abundantly joyful and peaceful and hopeful, and we're not feeling that now, Maybe we're feeling the complete opposite. Maybe we're feeling hopeless. Maybe we're feeling, you know, confused and depressed and 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 despairing because of, you know, we we feel trapped in the house. Maybe it's because 
you don't know that the way is something much more than being able to go outside and stuff that that you know life isn't just about living it up you know at restaurants or at clubs or whatever it is and so but the, but then said jesus jesus will lead us through the to the true life to the true way right and perhaps that's that's an invitation so i don't know what do you think Ned, about that well i think um you know in times like this how you mentioned before um that perhaps we're not in the relationship we think we are with god or um our prayer life's not where it's supposed to be and i think that's where you realize it now because granted if you're going through your day-to-day -day activities and you're plugging in your prayers throughout the day everything seems full and it seems like you are praying throughout the day but then when you're not doing anything i think that kind of opens your eyes to how much time there still is to pray and it's very easy to fall into that structured pattern of i pray at nine i pray at 12 i pray at three i do mass you know there's that structured prayer time or the recited devotionals which again there's absolutely nothing wrong with them um but i want to say it was saint alphonsus Liguori who said to speak to God as if you're speaking to a most intimate friend. And uh, I'm not knocking any of the devotionals, but I just, like Phil said before, this is my own stance, my views do not, um, they should, but not all the time do they line up with the church or with any specific organization. So these are specifically my views. And I think devotionals are great. Um, but there's just something special about that prayer that comes straight from the heart that it's, I, I like to think of it as I could sit here and I could read, fill a script. And I, I'm still talking, but, but it's there. It's recited. It's not directly coming from me. That might not be a good way to put it, but I just really think that times like this do help you realize how much, work you can do to enhance your prayer life maybe it might not be feasible to sustain it outside of isolation when you're back to work but maybe god is calling you to more prayer during this time um, especially if you have so much free time on your hands uh, i don't know if that makes any sense to you phil oh no it does i mean it, it's it's you know Sometimes when we have too much time on our hands, we we sort of fall out of out of our routine and our rhythm, and and, and we sort of not know, you know, what to do, and and that is why you know we we really should, and sometimes you know plan out our days, right? We we shouldn't just oh you know whatever happens happens, but we should actually plan plan out our days, right? And 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 be intentional, right? If if we want to start our day with the prayer, okay, at nine o'clock. And 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 like you said, Ed, you know, it's 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 more about that that spontaneous prayer, right? You know, Father, Lord, Jesus, like just talk with Him, have a conversation, like like, look, Lord, I, I'm I'm having a really tough time with this isolation stuff, and and I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna take. Tell Him that. That's prayer, right? Prayer is your conversation with God. But don't forget to listen as well. So you can tell him everything, you can unload on him, but you must be receptive to listening to him. Because we often forget that part, that in prayer we pray, 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 pray. We ask, 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 ask. We say, 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 but we don't listen. We, we do our present, amen, and then we leave, right? We, we, we don't let God speak to us. And, and I think we need to do a better job at that. Yeah, one of the best ways that I've learned from spiritual direction, as far as helping, because that was always an issue of mine, is, you know, 
sitting still and being quiet, waiting for God to talk. I'm like, well, is this my own voice I'm hearing? Or is this God talking to me? Or am I supposed to just hear this magnificent voice coming to my head? Like, uh, but I, I found one of the most helpful things is journaling and writing out your prayers. And as my spiritual director told me, um, you know, you, you address your prayer as if you're writing a letter to Jesus. And then you say a little prayer to the Holy Spirit. And then immediately, don't think, don't ponder on it. Just start writing what you think. Whatever is coming to your mind, what you think the response to that would be. And then read it a couple of times. And, and if you feel yourself being led or have a feeling of peace or everything that's written down is corresponding with exactly, you know, the, um, the commands that God gives to us, then you not saying all the time, but you might be able to lean on the side of, okay, this might've been inspired by the spirit for me to write this stuff down. You know, it's, it's in accord with my faith. It's, you know, very spontaneous you know that's the biggest thing is don't give thought to it just let it flow out and that's what i learned from spiritual direction i'm not perfect so i don't use it all the time actually haven't used it in a while but very helpful um i don't know if you have any other take on how one would go about listening to god because you hear it said a lot but it's hard when you put it in practice yeah um i've you know Journaling has always been um, a suggestion, um, you know, keeping a little prayer journal or, or um, just writing out your thoughts. And, and I think it's, it's, it's helpful. You know, there are some people who actually write out dialogues, you know, saying, oh, I'm seeing this and God's saying this, you know, but, you know, but, but to be honest with you, I, I, I don't, always journal so i don't there there are some folks who would bring a journal into the chapel and then pray and then you know you see them writing down stuff but that that that's really i, I don't do that just because i think um my prayer is a little is a little um different in in that um whenever, whenever i find it hard to pray now, again, this is just what I do, right? Um, whenever I find it hard to pray, I, I always have a book with me, some, some sort of spiritual reading, whether it may be, you know, a, a, the scriptures or just, you know, any book, you know, that I am reading that can deepen my spiritual life. And, and, it, and I will begin to read, and, and I will find myself, as I'm reading, Suddenly, you know, I can put the book down and I can continue whatever it was that I was reading in my prayer and say, you know, Lord, I, I, I just read, you know, um, that we're not really called to be in isolation, but we're called to be in solitude. And I never really understood that, but, but I'm reading about this now, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? What are you trying to tell me? through through this book and and then usually it 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 gets a little bit better right and and i think you know solitude is is the better word for us to to use than than self-isolation right because you know going back to this isolation thing you know self-isolation you know it's it's first of all it's self and then you isolate. So it's like two times the, the turning inward and blocking people out. It's, it's a self, it's all you, and then you're blocking. So it's, it's, it's very, it's very um, to me, it's a very suffocating word, self-isolation. You must self-isolate. But, but so if, if we don't have... The understanding that that we're not really in self-isolation, so to speak, you know, in air quotes, but we're really, you know, asked to to be in solitude because solitude, I think, from what I've read before, is when Adam was in the garden, 
with God. That even though he was the only, you know, man, so to speak, there, he, he wasn't really alone, even though we may say or we may read or feel that he was alone because he was, he was all by himself with, you know, with all the animals and stuff. But, but he really wasn't alone, but he was in solitude because God still spoke to him. Right? God still said, hey, Adam, how's it going? Have you got all the names yet? Right? You know, God, God still spoke to Adam. And Adam was able to respond. Adam was able to hear. And, and, and I think sometimes we call that the original solitude, right? That, that we, you know, are asked to, to really be a part of is, 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 is that solitude that, that even when we feel alone, even when we feel isolated, we know we're not. Because we know God's always listening to us when we call out to him. And we also always know that he's with us. Because he's omnipresent, right? He's and and he's present within ourselves, he's present within our family and friends. And so it, it I think it might be helpful for for us to not re refer to it as self-isolation, but really to 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 call it, you know, it's an invitation into solitude. Right? You know, our Lord was called into the desert for 40 days. Right after he was baptized, the first thing he did was go into, into, into the desert. And we're told that he was led, he was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit. And perhaps we're asked to be led again to a desert that maybe our Lord is trying to teach us something at. Maybe this desert is where we will be facing our deepest fears, our deepest um, anxieties, our deepest vulnerabilities. Maybe, you know, we're so uncomfortable with being alone is because we're afraid to really look at ourselves in the mirror. That we're really, we really don't like what we see. Maybe we really don't like ourselves maybe and so we're so uncomfortable with this silence and this uh, solitude is because we have come to believe you know that the lies that the world is telling us is true that that you know whatever those lies may be be it could be you're not good enough or, you know, you don't have any friends. Or you're so stupid. Or, or these, these little lies. Maybe they become more loud when we're in self-isolation. I think the goal for us is to be in solitude. Where, no, those lies are still there, right? Because, I mean, those lies will still speak to me. You know, I'm not good enough. You know, but when we're in solitude, there is that voice of the lies, but there's also the voice, the, the true voice that, that says, look, you're human, you're flawed, and yes, you, you sin, but you're still loved. You know, I still call you my beloved son and daughter. So yes, all those lies, you may feel them. The truth is, is that you're, you're not those lies, right? You're only what I call you, which is beloved. So, Ed? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, those, and, and I think it's important, um, to know that those lies come from the enemy, that he knows 
what your insecurities are. So naturally they're going to be attacked first because if you, or if he could get you into the mindset of I'm not worthy, I don't deserve this. Oh, I'm a mess up this, that, and the third, it's going to pull you away from prayer. And I think that's the focus of the whole thing. Um, But, and then, like I said earlier, when it's so hard when you are inside your own head, because those are the voices you're hearing. And that's why I think it's so important to do tasks that will actually make use of your mind and make it active, um, such as reading a good book, going for a ride, talking to people on the phone, doing a puzzle, just finding a hobby, you know, doing uh, like putting models together, just doing something that your brain is not going to just be focused on itself. Um, and, and I think that's really helpful because uh, what's the saying? Um, Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Is that it? No, I think I botched that, didn't I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Idle hands and it's like, you know, it's what the devil likes is when we have no, when we are just sitting idle, that is when it's easiest to attack us. That, you know, late at night when you're sitting up and you're bored and the thoughts can just start coming to your mind and you can really get down on yourself. And I mean, those are the perfect opportunities. So it's so important to keep your mind going and to have yourself rooted in some kind of foundation, have some kind of foundation of prayer whether it be saying a rosary at least once a day or saying night prayer before you go to sleep, just keep yourself grounded in some type of uh, prayer, I think is extremely important. Probably the most important thing. You know, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, idleness, like you said, is it's, it's, it's a, perfect way for us to um because you know we often want to be busy with something and sometimes we are led to being busy with something that's not productive but you know there are so many things out there like i mean there are so many courses that you can take online now with them um, whether it's photography or whatever it is you learn a new instrument um I think I think there are, there are some websites out there now that are giving free free classes and, and, and stuff. So maybe that could be in, you know an alternative to to you know just sitting there all day or or um, or or even you know the the other side of it is 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 to be too busy with things and and filling up our days with just nonstop from A to B to C to D to E to F, right? That that we neglect time to just sit, right? And, and say, hey, Lord, I, I, just, I just want to check in with you. And, you know, it, it, it could be a quick check-in, a minute, a couple of minutes. Say, Lord, this is this is how my day is going. How's yours, right? And so, so it's it's... It's just, you know, and so we need to just build it in into our our schedule, you know, and, and so yeah, I mean, so so why don't we um, why don't we end this episode with just sharing maybe um, a powerful moment maybe of a prayer that that we've experienced um, in our life. So Ed. So any period in our life or just during this isolation time? Any, any. Hmm. Wow. All right. Oh, well, as you can see, you know, this was not planned ahead of time. So now I'm on the spot here and sweating profusely, trying to think of the paradigm that has been very impactful to me, which is funny because it just happened not too long ago. Oh, yes. I was... Um, I was contemplating a few things and uh, you know, I was bringing into prayer for a while and you know, it always, I think it's a very big temptation for a lot of us um, that when we are praying to kind of 
sugarcoat, sugarcoat our prayers as if God really doesn't know what we're thinking. So I remember contemplating and contemplating. And finally, I admitted to how I had truly been feeling. I just admitted to God. I said, God, here it is. Yeah, here's how I'm really feeling. Here's the issue. I'm not sugarcoating it. And there was, it's kind of hard to describe the intense amount of peace that struck my heart the moment I did come to admit that to God. And the subsequent days after that, how things did start to fall into place and prayers were, I was getting answers out of prayers. Things were taking shape. And the problem was essentially, I want to say it was resolved probably within a week after that prayer, but there was just something of when I was finally fully open with God to saying exactly how I felt that it was like a light switch, instantaneous. Um, And the peace, it's not, yeah, it's so hard to describe it. Um, but it, it was something that I, if I, maybe the first time I've experienced it, I don't even know if I had a prayer like that before. So that's probably the one that sticks out to me the most at the moment. Um, and then just to see how quickly things changed afterwards was just, it was a blessing. You know, thanks, thanks for, for sharing that with, um, with us. Um, now I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of of, of uh, one that I can share too, and and I think no, I you know I haven't you know I I, th- I think I mentioned this in in the first episode where you know I, I I really didn't know what really prayer really was you know I just thought it was these memorizations of of, of, of prayers and and that that you know just talking like this couldn't couldn't be be prayer so I. Uh, but but there came a time you know when when I sort of um, understood what what prayer meant um, you know like I guess I'll tell this this is just actually a, a little bit part of my story which is um, um, when when my father was ill um in the in the intensive care you know i was i was pretty sure he was going to be fine you know and so you know i you know i prayed i prayed i prayed you know i would pray rosaries i would pray you know god you know bring my father home safely and and you know so i thought oh yeah and and, and his 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 vitals seems fine and all that so you know he, he should he should be fine and and then you know one day I, I go to the hospital to see him but then the doctors pull pull, pull me aside and say you know he you know, he's not gonna make it so I would you know make make the phone calls like now and I thought, oh. Okay, you know, so so I did, and I, you know, even though my father wasn't Catholic, he wasn't even Christian, you know, I I still called my pastor, and I say, hey, father, you know, my my dad's not gonna make it, can can you come down, or come over, and yeah, yeah, so we so he came by, and and so this was late afternoon. I think around four or five. And so he came and he said, you know, Philip, you know, I I I don't know what I can do for your dad. I can't give him the sacraments because he, he's not Catholic. So I said, well, Father, why, why don't you just pray? Why don't we just pray together? He said, okay. And we prayed. I, I think we, we prayed like the Our Father and, and then father you know just said a prayer on the spot um, and then then he left and then the next morning he came back and and my dad was was still you know um i guess fighting if you will or or, yeah i yeah but um 
And so, 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 oh, oh, hey, you know, Father, thanks for coming back. And, and then we, and then, you know, I, I said, you know, my sisters, they, they, I, I think they remember the Our Father. But why don't we pray that together again? And then he said, okay. And then we prayed, you know, you know, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And when we said amen, the nurse came in and said to us, your father's heart just stopped beating. And so for me, that moment was a very powerful moment. Because even though my father was not Catholic or Christian and, and then I professed to believe in the God of the Christians, I was confident that our Lord came and took him with him because of that prayer. You know, amen, so be it, truly, right? I believe. It was when we said amen that his heart stopped beating. So I, 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 I could not help but to believe that God was telling me everything will be okay. And, and then I, you know, and then I went home and I'm thinking, but, but you know, why, why didn't he answer my prayer? Why, you know, but, you know, I said to bring him home safely. And then it dawned on me that he did answer my prayer. He did bring him home safely. Not to our home in Philadelphia, but he brought him home to the place where he really belonged. The home where our Lord promised that he prepare a room for us. And so for me, that moment was a true moment of, of you know, of, of intense peace and, and power, knowing that, you know, God's real. And that his, and that prayer isn't useless. Prayer isn't just words. Prayer, prayer isn't just something that we use to comfort ourselves with, but the, the prayer has a real power to it. Some may say, well, you know, your prayers didn't bring him back to life. Well, skeptics will say what they want to say. Prayers, my prayer may not have brought my, back, my dad back to our earthly home. But what prayer did for me and my family was that one, it helped me with my grieving, knowing that and believing that I'm my dad was in a place where I believed we would go when we are done with our earthly life. But also, to, to be completely honest with you, if that moment didn't happen, I don't think I'll be here right now telling you about prayer, sharing with you this experience, and being in seminary. Because prayer would have just been rote memorization. And so for me, prayer was real. And prayer continues to be real. And that prayer isn't just superstition, isn't just a you know, word that we somehow think has magic in it. But prayer is a relationship. Prayer is saying, God, I don't believe all the time, but here I am now. And I know and I believe that you hear me. So please come to my aid, come to my assistance. 
And even if that is our even if that is our only prayer experience, where we just go to him when we need him, God's happy with that too. So that's that's um that's that was a very powerful moment of, of prayer for me. So you know, so hope so so hopefully, you know, we can all um you know take 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 this opportunity of of um of this pandemic and and pray and just sit in the silence and say lord i know i haven't been here for you every day but here i am now and you be amazed of what god can do for you if you just gave him that little bit that little 30 seconds that little minute God can work tremendous things in those certain amount of time. So, uh, so um, any any uh, final comments before we wrap up, Ed? No, I uh, I think your story was a great way to end the podcast. Um, I don't want to interfere with that. Hold on, Phil's trying not to spit his water out. All righty. Um, well, the next time um, we'll gather again and and, um, and we'll share again as as what this as what this podcast hopes to do. As you heard in the beginning of our um, the the introductory um, part of it is you know is is to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and that He continues to have. And, and and we need each other. And so hopefully we'll see you next week or next time, maybe sooner, um, that we can build each other up on this journey of faith. So until next time, um, stay safe, stay well. Say, say a prayer, you know, um, prayer, prayer is real, prayer is powerful. And, um, and we'll touch base next time. See you next week. Take care and God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.